Rami, Willie Bowen, tartar sauce, and mashed potatoes. Ooh. There you go. Okay. A fish fillet. Nice. You, you were uh, wondering that during the break. Well, so, yeah. Got to know. He told us about the fish fillet. You got to know what he's dipping it in. What's on the side. Have to know. Have to know. Have to. Inquiring minds. All right, let's talk some football. Let's talk Niner. So the uh, 49ers defense was wildly good last year. Uh, if you look at some of the stats, I pulled up some stats today to remind everybody. First in uh, points per game given up. First in opponent yards per game. First in opponent points per play. Third in opposing yards per play. Not too shabby. Uh, the run defense, second in yards per rush given up. Uh, second in rush yards per game given up. So, uh, yeah, their their defense was pretty, pretty, pretty good. And now, Rami, you got a new defensive coordinator. As we know, D'Amico Ryans is down in Houston, new Texans head coach. Congratulations to D'Amico, certainly deserving the head coach nod that he got. And there's there's just lots of camp talk about this defense. Uh, a muscled-up Drake Jackson story but, that you threw into the slack today. A lot of people talking about the Hargrave edition. When you look at it reasonably, Rami, reasonably. Do I have to be reasonable? Well, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Okay. Your expectations for this defense coming off of what they did last year. I mean, it sounds like if you if you believe the hype, and I don't know how much of it is reasonable, Nick, it sounds like... They expect to be even better this year. And and when not just what Hargrave brings to the defensive line on his own, but what they how they think that helps other guys on that defensive line, namely Javon Kinlaw, who they think will 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 be more productive with less snaps and, and fresher legs and part Hope, of a hope's rotation. A good word. Hope's yeah, a good word. That, that with, is with that. Player. That is a good work. We, we we talked about the what do they call it? muscled up? Muscled up. <laughs> <laughs> muscled up Drake and and I know I know that's a guy that that Jay has an eye on we talked about him while while you were out as sort of that guy and you hear coaches say you know you the the year the leap from year one to year two is where you're expecting guys to to make a huge impact it's not necessarily in their rookie year and even when you hear him talk about rookies like Jair Brown who had 10 interceptions when in, in his time in college at Penn State. And now, and when did they start counting interceptions at OTAs? Is that a new thing? They never should have, but uh, that, that's what they're doing. Well, he's got four. He's got four I at mean, OTAs, the, the, the and, and, he writers, dropped, and he dropped the fifth one. The beat writers have to do something, so they, they are tallying stats for us. But you, I mean, and and their defensive backs coach said, when, when you look at a guy who has 10 career interceptions in college, usually the guys who are always around the football are going to get the football. And it really doesn't stop when they get to the NFL. They're usually around the ball as well. Ball hawk has a nose for the ball is what oh, they're yeah, saying there we go. about Jair Brown going back to our uh, draft cliche draft that we had not too long ago. It's a good one. Ball it, hawk. It sounds like they've they've added a bunch of playmakers to this defense and and added some depth to this defense going back to what I said earlier about Kinlaw. So it's less snaps for guys, fresher legs to make a greater impact. So best defense in NFL history is what you're telling me. Has a chance to be historic if you mm. believe what, what people are saying after OTAs. The first thing I'll say is I, I really could not care less about what's happening right now in early June. Uh, I, I don't think what's happening right now is any indication as to what might be happening three months from now. And we don't want to get too wrapped up and too far ahead 
with uh, the idea of, oh, man, this guy's doing this and this guy's doing that. He, he looks unbelievable. So it reminds Four me interceptions, of whole, Nick. Four. Yeah. yeah right. it, it reminds me of the Brock Purdy conversation yesterday where it's like, oh, he incredibly encouraged. He was out there throwing the football. Okay. Step by step. That's, that's, that's what I do. Um, but look, big picture, not withstanding the breaking statistics of, of OTAs. I, I think this defense could be better, and I really honestly believe that for a number of reasons. First of all, the addition of Hargrave is just a gigantic one. If that guy can play up to his potential, he is a, a game changer. At worst, Rami, at worst, he is going to draw double teams, which is going to open up somebody else to have the opportunity to go after the quarterback. And so potentially the defensive player of the year, Nick yes. Bosa. And I think Hargrave is Hargrave is good against both the pass and the run. So uh, he's going to play a lot of snaps. When you add the kind of talent that Hargrave has to an already talented defense, you should get better. And if you don't get better, you should be upset at the idea that you added that guy and you did not get better. So I think the addition of Hargrave is is a great one. I'd also say look, they should be healthier. And I know this is always iffy, and J.J. is probably angry at me for even bringing up the health right now because he thinks I'm going to jinx them. But, hey. Yeah, this is like what we were doing to the Celtics Yeah, I was going to say, he, he jinxed the Celtics, so, you know, take that. But they, they, <laughs> they, should, be, they should be healthier. They should be healthier this year, uh, especially Armstead. You know, Armstead missed a lot of football last year. That guy's really good. By the way, got the key to Sacramento. See that? Key I did. to the city. I did. So congratulations to Aaron. I a key to a city, and I wonder what they open. You could keep working on it, man. you got plenty of time. I'm working on it. What do you think I'm doing here? I was going to say, key to Sacramento, going to Rami Makhlouf in, in 10 years. I thought bringing the Makhlouf magic here would be enough, but okay, I'll keep working. I think we got to wait for at least one series win of the Kings, and then you could really start pushing. I ended a playoff drought, but I digress. Go ahead. So... I think a healthier defense should be a better defense. Javarius Ward, you're number two in the program. Hopefully he's better. I think Hufanga could develop and be better. He's still a young player, right? And, and, and as he learns, he should get better. And I would say, Rami, when you look at this defense, again, they did a lot really, really well. And this is picking nits when you look defensively at this team. But past defense, they weren't great. Past defense, they were, you know, 20th in the league in completion percentage. Uh, They were middle of the pack in sack percentage, 16th in the league. So they could actually play better against the pass. They could actually be much better at rushing the quarterback, and that's where I think you add Hargrave to Bosa, and if Jackson shows up, if if Drake, the muscled-up Drake, shows up and he's producing – and you've got him on one end, and you've got Bosa on the other end, and you're getting to the quarterback more, now you look at it because this run defense is unbelievable with the linebacker core they've got. If you get a pass rush that's consistent from anybody else but Bosa, you got Armstead coming back, you got Hargrave, that's interior pressure to the quarterback, which always bothers quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. If Jackson could do a job on the other end, yeah, this defense could actually be better this year than it was last year. And and I think that's what they're counting on, Nick. When you talk about the pass rush and and the difficulty that they had in coverage last year and, and in stopping the pass. We're talking when when you're talking about passing games in the NFL, stopping passing games in the NFL, literally tenths of a second. 
is the difference. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. You get to a quarterback that much quicker, and it's that much less time that a quarterback or a safety has to cover a wide receiver or whoever the target might be, and it makes their job a lot easier, and it makes the wide receivers and other targets' job a lot harder of getting open. So I think that's what they're counting on is that this pass rush, along with Jair Brown and his four interceptions in OTAs, I think they're counting on this pass rush to make the secondary, which I think a lot of people thought was one of the weaknesses of this football team and maybe where some free agent money would go in the offseason. I think they're counting on the pass rush to make the secondary better and make their lives and jobs easier. How many picks for Brown? 15 this year? Um, well, if he has four already in OTAs, you extract that over 17 games. In two OTAs, he has four. So 34, 34 interceptions for Jair Brown this year. It's a good season. Nose for the ball. Mm. Hawk, ball hawk. We'll be talking about him if he 34 interceptions. He'll come up. <laughs> Your thoughts on the Niners defense. 916-339-1140 is the text line. The phone number is 1-800-920-1140. You can hit us up on YouTube, youtube.com, Sacktown Sports 1140. Oh, boy. Uh, did the Suns just tie KD's final years to the wrong head coach? We'll get to that in more in 90 seconds. Cattles and Rami. Sacktown Sports. All right, let's get back to the NBA. Some coaching decisions have been made the last couple of days. Wanted to discuss those. Cattles and Rami on a Friday. Happy Friday, y'all. Thanks for joining us as always. We appreciate you. Don't forget SacktownSports.com. Pumping out content for you. So uh, let's take this spin around, Rami, the let's. head coach carousel in the NBA. Let's let's start with uh, the Phoenix Suns. The Suns have made a decision. Uh, this was, I don't want to say announced. It was reported earlier today that the Suns are hiring Frank Vogel to be their next head coach. Uh, Vogel is going to be signing reportedly a five-year deal, just over $6 million per season. And uh, I love the fit. I think this makes a lot of sense. First of all, any head coach who is connected with LeBron, I think, unnecessarily gets dragged because, oh, you know, that the only re- reason he won is because of LeBron. The only... I disagree with that. I think Vogel's a good coach. I think Vogel's a really good coach. And I think he's going to be a really good coach in Phoenix. And I think that if if you – because I don't think it ended badly between Vogel and LeBron. And, and LeBron I, It ended very quickly for Vogel after winning a, a championship yes. in the bubble a year and a half. He was, he was out and looking for a job. But I never heard that there was friction or anything bad between him and Frank Vogel. And, Nick, I think we see it here with Mike Brown. If you leave on good terms and with the respect of LeBron James – I think that carries weight with other guys in the league. Something else I like about the hire of Vogel is that he's a defensive guy. And look, with this team, the way that the roster is formed, I don't think you need a lot of offensive guru within the coaching staff. You've got Booker, you've got KD, sure. you've got CP3. Yep. You've got guys who know how to run offense. You've got guys who know how to you know, create their own shot and share the ball. So... If you're hiring a coach, hiring a guy who could defensively get into Phoenix a little bit, because don't forget, man, like Phoenix's defense was god-awful in the postseason, Mm -hmm. and that's why their season ended, okay? We could talk about KD being new and all that stuff to the program. Their defense was bad. Their defense was not nearly good enough to make the deep run that you and I thought they would make. So bringing somebody in that could help that defense makes a ton of sense 
And Vogel also has a history with big men, so that could also help theoretically with DeAndre Ayton's fit with KD and Booker. Maybe they, you know, maybe they hold on to DeAndre Ayton. Maybe they trade for Miles Turner now. Who knows no. what they're going to do? But you know, you've got you've got the defensive guy now in place to really work with them. And he's, you know, again from what I have read and from what I have heard. Really good communicator with players, more of a player's coach, but he allows the guys some freedom offensively, which I think with Booker and Durant makes a lot of sense. You give them the freedom, you trust them while you work on the defense. And I also think one of the things that Jay and I talked about in in the aftermath of Monty's firing was, you remember when Monty took over the Suns and they were like the young upstart Suns, Devin Booker was just starting to kind of burst on the scene. And then it became a team of stars and, and established veterans. And and some guys just relate better or get through better to younger players and to younger rosters than other guys. And, and some guys get through to veterans and, and guys that are established in this league a little bit better. Frank Vogel went to L.A. and showed that he can get the job done with guys who have already been established and done some things in this league like a LeBron and like an Anthony Davis. So if, if he can translate that to Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul, it it should work out. I, I like the fit as well. I thought Monty got a bad rap, got a bad deal in the whole thing, but I do like the fit of Frank Vogel. Speaking of Monty, I don't feel too bad for Monty because Monty just agreed to a deal with the Detroit Pistons. And I just said that Vogel's making like $6 million a year for Phoenix. Monty's making thirteen million Good bucks a Try and get year. the moolah. Good for him. Get he's, that. Bag. He's going to be the head coach of the Detroit Pistons, and yes, that means he is the uh, most well-paid coach in the NBA now. Monty gets the bag from Detroit, and a lot of people might wonder, like, ah, oh, what? Why would you? Do-? I actually love this, and I, I really like it for Monty. <laughs> I know the Pistons are the Pistons, right? And they've they've fallen off significantly the last several years. But look at where they are right now. Cade Cunningham is legit. That dude is legit. He missed a year last year because of injury, but he is really freaking good. You all know how I feel about Jaden Ivey. I think he's going to be really good. They've got a number of young guys on this roster to go along with those two. On top of that, Rami, you've got the number five pick in the draft. Now, of course, they wanted one. Would have been Webb and Yama. Mm-hmm. But because they fall down to five and because they bring in Monty as the head coach, that pick, I think, is up for sale. And I like going back to what I just said about his his start with the Suns and when he was everybody's favorite coach there. It was a very young roster, and I think you're talking about the same thing with this Pistons team. And I Again, good fit, and, and I'm glad he got paid, and I'm glad he landed on his feet after taking the, taking the fall for, for the way things went in Phoenix. So you've got the number five pick overall as trade bait. You've got a couple of really impressive young building blocks mm-hmm. on the roster. Uh, you also have like $30 million in cap space. And you've got a couple of contracts that I think are very valuable as well that you could deal off. Like this is a team that if if they are shrewd in the offseason, if they make the right moves with Monty as the head coach, they could make a jump. I'm not telling you top four seed in the East, but oh, but into the playoff picture. Yeah, I mean, play I, I, in picture. I don't think it's crazy to think that you know we could be talking about Detroit making a significant leap next year again if they might if they make the right moves. You know, do you trade that fifth pick in the contract of of, of you know Bogdanovich? 
do you do you make that move to bring in somebody who is a little bit you know higher of a, of an echelon player? What do you do to kind of address some other needs? But if they make the right moves with that talent and with that coach, they could start taking steps, and they could be in the conversation for sixth seed in the East, seventh seed in the East. Make a jump like like we saw Cleveland do, if they can add the right guy, like we saw Cleveland add a, a Donovan Mitchell. I think if they can add an impact player like that to that young roster, Nick, and, and the addition of Monty Williams, I could see a jump for the Pistons. So those were the, uh, the two big hires in the NBA. And then we also got news about Joe Missoula in Boston. Apparently the Celtics are going to stick by Missoula. He is going to continue to be the head coach there for the Celtics. And uh, here was a little uh, back and forth between Brad Stevens and the media yesterday. Brad, is Joe Missoula the best head coach for this team going forward? And if so, why? Yeah, I think he is. And I thought he, again, did a really good job with this group. Everybody's going to overreact to the best players and coaches after every game. That's always the way it is. We know that going in, so we have to you know, be able to judge things on the whole. He's a terrific leader. He'll only get better at anything that he can learn from this year because he's constantly trying to learn, and he's accountable. You know, those, those leadership qualities are hard to find. I know they're easy to talk about, but when you can show all those through the expectations and the microscope that he was under, that's hard to do. He had some tough times. I thought he was thoroughly outcoached early in the Philadelphia series, and then he turned that around and coached better later on. Uh, I thought he was outcoached by Coach Spo, which, look, that's no embarrassment. Most Spolstra's, coaches are. Yeah, yeah. to me, is the best coach in the league. And I do think that some people, and even myself, I was guilty of this, overlooked the fact that Missoula had five days before the season tipped off. Yep. To take over this team. Five days. And what's that mean? Well, that means you're you're pretty much just sticking with Ime Udoka's system. You're, you're, you're tweaking some things. You're doing some different stuff. Offensively, Joe Missoula's different than Ime is. But, you know, five days before a season to start with all the expectations that this team had. And with the staff that reportedly, like, the entire staff is going into Houston. This was Ime's staff. So Missoula is literally going to be looking around in a couple of days with no assistance on his staff. For him to take over that kind of a situation, five days to prepare, um, and, and I think that's part of the reason why this team suffered with with identity is because of the head coach change. So you know, so uh, close to the season uh, that. It, to me, it does make sense to bring him back. Uh, remember Spolstra, and I'm not saying Missoula is going to be Spolstra, but Spolstra's first year, uh, you know, I think it was his first year with the with the with the Heatles, and they lost, and a lot of people wanted to bury Spolstra, and Pat Riley came out and stood by him and mm-hmm. said, "No, you know, he's going to learn." And uh, Missoula has a chance to learn, and Missoula will now have a chance to build his own coaching staff. He will have a chance to implement his system from the very beginning. He'll have the next several months to actually work on his plan and not be adopting Ime Udoka's plan five days before it tips off. My only question with Missoula was, look, man, just like just like a player, coaches have to go through growing pains. Yeah. You know what I mean? When they get their first job. And do you want this roster that, that a lot of people think is championship ready? And like you said, Nick, they got outcoached in, 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 in the majority of both the uh, – the, the what did you say? 76ers? The 76ers and the Heat series. Heat. Yep. He he was out coached, and there were times where the character of that basketball team was inconsistent. And and some people will point back to a coach on that. 
And you just wonder if a guy going through those growing pains is the guy you want leading what a lot of people believe is a championship-ready roster, or if you want somebody who's more established and and knows the ins and outs of the most high-pressure situations in the NBA. Fair questions. Fair questions. I will say that he, he did show some improvement um, you know, in series, and he also finally started calling timeouts in the Miami series, and, and he showed that he could learn on the job. But it's a fair point. You know, we'll, we'll see if he's able to, to learn enough during this offseason. And I will say this. He needs help. He needs at least one, if not two, very experienced coaches on the bench next to him. Mm-hmm. He needs that. Yes. He can't go into this next season with a bunch of young assistants. That That is not going to be ideal. I want to remind you, all guests come to you from the Folsom Lake Honda hotline. Folsom Lake Honda is your one-stop Honda shop. Uh, have no fear, Raiders fans. Josh McDaniels isn't worried. I would sing, but I do not want to besmirch Frank Sinatra. Yeah, don't do that. It's not going to happen. Every time I hear a flute in the background on a song like this, I think of the Anchorman scene. The flute. I think of Jethro Tull. Stay away. You can help yourself. You stay away. Just can help yourself. It's a classic, okay? I really enjoyed yesterday's sing-along show. That was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Can't do it too often though, because nah, then, you know, yeah. then it becomes a little over right. The top exactly. Sticky. Yeah, we don't want to. be but yeah, a sing along show. We don't want to be a karaoke show. Here. Yeah, yesterday you know I mean? was a good time. Uh, we were supposed to go to karaoke at some point, weren't we? I'm down. Yeah, supposed to I'm be. Down. On, we're supposed to have a bus night too. All Let's these do it. things. Let's take a it's bus. A summertime, long, baby. Yeah, it's gonna be a long. Take summer. a bus to karaoke. We've what been, are we doing? We've been failing so far. Uh, <laughs> I've been failing you. I've been out for two weeks. It's my. It's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> All right, so uh, Rami, Jimmy G's foot, not great, not great. Hasn't been for uh, about six months now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the uh, the contract situation with the Raiders, the fact that they had to build some uh, out language within that contract because Jimmy could not actually pass his physical mm-hmm. before they signed him. I just get a kick out of that because I remember going back, you know, a few several weeks ago, a couple months ago, when uh, the Raiders were like, ah, you know. No big deal. Going to postpone his press conference, mm. but it's, it's really no big deal. Nothing to see here. Just our quarterback was unable to uh, pass his physical. Not a big deal. Not, don't worry about that. And so uh, Josh McDaniels met with the media this week, and of course he was going to be asked about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, the foot, all that stuff. And uh, here's what Josh had to say. I have no, I have no anxiety. Oh, thank God. Right. Okay. There you go. You guys might have anxiety. <laughs> is there, so is there? I don't have any anxiety. Is there a confidence level then that he'll, he'll be there in training camp and ready to go? Yep, I'm not going to put a timeline or a day on anything, but um, like I said, I have no anxiety. Okay, um, he's full of crap. Can we, can we just can we just call a spade a spade here? Like, even if you are somewhat optimistic, you're still going to have some anxiety. The head coach of the team—I don't know if you heard him—he's said it four times. Now. Has no idea, no anxiety, and has no way of finding out. If his QB1 is going to actually be physically able to play, that should create anxiety for anybody. I have no, I have no anxiety. No, I, I, he has no anxiety. Nice try, Josh. You keep I, on telling him he should have anxiety. Good he's job, good effort. Good, I mean, no anxiety. Maybe he's not worried about it because he's making millions no matter what. But the football coach in you, like, your QB1 is hurt. Your QB1 could not pass his physical. I'm not telling you it's likely. Again, I'm not a doctor. I have no idea what the hell's going on with, with the foot and how it could heal and all that stuff. But there's at least 
there's at least the possibility that he doesn't pass a physical, that they get him back to the facility and he doesn't pass the physical. And then you have Brian Hoyer as your starting quarterback. So I'm not buying this idea that, oh, don't worry about it. Joe Cool, you know, Josh McDaniels. Oh, I got, I've got no anxiety. I'm, just, I'm living one day at a time. I'm enjoying life. This is one of three things that we're hearing from, from Josh a McDaniels. A bold-faced lie? Well, one is uh, a bold-faced lie, like yeah. you're saying, that yeah. he indeed does have some anxiety. I'm going to go with that one. But is not letting on. The old poker face. You know what I mean? Or this could be the arrogance of a Josh McDaniels of, hey, I'll, I'll figure it out. Uh, I, even if it's not Jimmy, uh, no anxiety. Um, I'm a great coach, and we're going to win. And that's and 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 I'm going to have a great quarterback. I, I mean, Joe Jaro. I don't says, know who that is. Joe Jaro says he has anxiety and he has far less to worry about. Well, Joe Jaro's puts pineapple on deep dish pizza. It was Joe Jaro's, right? Someone yes. that put that up on the YouTube. Yeah. So he said, try it on deep dish. He should have anxiety about that, about being someone from Chicago who would do that. But I digress. <laughs> I digress again Thankfully. here on yeah. the show. It could be the arrogance of Josh McDaniels. Or, Nick, if you wanted to be optimistic, you could say, hey, Josh McDaniels, and we talked with Mike Sando earlier, which honestly, it did make me feel a little bit better that he kind of said, not much to worry about here. They only put that clause in the contract to, to cover themselves. But Look, if I were a Raiders fan, I'm losing my mind. I'd, I'd have Sorry, some anxiety I'm, if, I'm, if I'm a Raiders fan. I'm no doubt out. about it. I'm freaking but, out. Mate, you could look at this. And Do you ju- have any confidence that Jimmy G... No. Do you have any confidence that Jimmy G is going to be the starting quarterback for the Raiders for more than eight or nine games it this coming year? It 100% makes sense for anybody involved with the Raiders, whether in or out of the organization, whether you're Josh McDaniels, David Ziegler, a teammate, or just a fan, whatever the case might be, to have some anxiety about Jimmy G and his foot because of his history with injuries and because of the importance of the quarterback position, and you just moved on from Derek Carr, and it doesn't really look like you upgraded. Even if that guy is healthy, you probably didn't upgrade, and if he's not healthy, you certainly didn't upgrade. You took the words out of my mouth. Like Even when he is healthy, he's an average quarterback. Yes. Yes. And now he might be a, a, a one-footed average quarterback. That should be the cause of some football anxiety. But as far as the, the foot goes, you could say... Josh McDaniels knows more about this than you or I sitting here, more than anybody within the sound of our voice, I would chances hope so. are. Yeah, if the head coach doesn't know more than you and I do, then and, we got big problems. And if he indeed has no anxiety and it's not arrogance talking and it's not just a bold faced lie, then maybe you could have a little less anxiety. I'm not saying no anxiety, but a little less anxiety about Jimmy G possibly not being ready for the regular season. Does McDaniels have anxiety about his job yet? I would like to know that, too. Like, how married is Mark Davis to this Ziegler-McDaniels marriage there and relationship at GM and head coach? I honestly don't know, man. Like, if they crap the bed this year, say say Jimmy G, say Jimmy G doesn't, say he plays 10 or less games, right? Being with Jimmy, Jimmy could throw the ball and throw it real far. Real far. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy could throw the ball. Jimmy could throw it real far. Real far. Say if Jimmy doesn't play nine or ten games this year, right? Right over those mountains. Let's say if uh, Uncle Rico doesn't play, mm-hmm. and let's say that they win, I don't know, six games. Are they done? Or do you give them year three? I find it hard I to— I think Davis will give them year three. I do too, because but, I find oof. it hard to believe that you would give a guy the type of um, unilateral power almost that, that, they've, that they've given him since he's gotten here and go from that to one year later— you're firing him. It would have to go really bad, not just in terms of the results, 
But the relationship would have to go really sour, I think, for them to move on from Josh McDaniels that quickly. To do that type of 180 where it seems like they have all the trust and faith in the world in him to they don't even want him to be the coach anymore. I feel like that that's a long ways to go in one season. They're handing him the keys to the kingdom. You're just going to snatch him back one year later? I don't know. I mean, again, I, I would not do that. Uh, you know, I think you've got to give, even if it looks like it's going really bad, I think it's fair to give the front office and the head coach three years. Right? Give them three years. If you can't figure it out by year three, then you're done. I mean, honestly, I had questions about giving Josh McDaniels one year, but now that he's there and you gave him the job, yeah, give him, yeah, I I guess wasn't, give him a chance. I, I mean, hey, look. How long was he? He didn't make two years in Denver, right? He got fired in the middle he of the year. He got fired in the year, middle right? of year two, yeah. Not a great track record. <laughs> Not a great track record. That's one way to put it. At all. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I have I have zero confidence in Jimmy Garoppolo. I had zero confidence before this news came out. I have – is there less than zero confidence? If it exists, that's what I have for Jimmy Garoppolo this year. Less than zero confidence in his ability to I don't know if that's possible. Like, you know how people will go like, oh, give, 100%? give 110%. Yeah. That's not possible. And I don't know if less than zero is possible. You're being hyperbolic, Nick. Sorry. Yeah. I, I apologize for the hyperbole. I'll never do it again. That's a lie. That's as big of a lie as Josh McDaniels no place saying he has for no hy- anxiety. There's no place for hyperbole in this business, okay? It's like uh, you're on a you're on a a cruise ship and it starts to sink. It's like you got anxiety about nah? I got, I'm fine. Everything's fine. Good. There's a hole in the boat. There's literally water shooting up. I, I I've no been on, anxiety. I've been on one cruise. One cruise. I won't. Not doing and uh, the guy had a heart attack on the cruise ship. Jesus. And we had to completely turn around to get back to U.S. waters. Wait, they didn't airlift him or put him on like a... They had to get back to U.S. waters to airlift him to a hospital. Oh. Oh. So I'm eating dinner. My first cruise I've ever been on. I'm eating dinner. And I look out the window of the dining room in the cruise ship. And I am staring directly into water. Like, I am looking down into... and And I'm saying to my friends, is that normal? Am I supposed to be like looking down into the – what happened was because they had to get back to U.S., they had to turn the ship – this dude did like a U-turn. We were like popping a wheelie and you were like – everything was sliding off the tables in the dinner room. And then we're hightailing it back. Nah, man. So this cruise ship is going as fast as it can. And I'm not good with like, you know – How many knots you're going? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have no, I have no anxiety. I had a buddy. We, I, have, I have a buddy. We call I have him so uh, much anxiety. We have a buddy. Uh, we got a buddy back home in uh, Rhode Island that we call Buddha, and his dude had been on multiple cruise ships and stuff. Yeah, I saw him walking down the hallway, and his face was like white, white, white. He looked like he was gonna throw up. Wait, so they they risked everybody's. They didn't risk anybody's life. Safety the, and well-being for this one dude? No, who I mean, they weren't, going, they weren't going towards an iceberg. I mean, they just turned it around and had to get back to U.S. waters. I'm hmm. surprised they don't have a doctor on deck. Well, they probably do, but I don't think this guy's case was going to be solved by an on-deck doctor. Huh. All right. This is why I just stay off of cruises. On-deck doctor. Very dangerous to say on the radio. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I just did it twice. <laughs> Proud of myself. I'm proud of you. I don't do cruises. So that was the cruise. I had a lot of fun. A lot of fun on the cruise. Even Before though, and after the heart attack? Even though because and we had to go back to U.S. Fast waters. Fast and furious on the water? We were supposed to be there for like, <laughs> we were supposed to be in Cancun for like a day or two. Uh-huh. Cancun was like three hours. 
Because oh, they had to they had cut time off the rest of the crew. I'm so surprised you had such a good time. Great time. The food was okay? Went, That's my concern. Went to Key West, went to Cosmel, went to uh, Screw that guy, Belize. Though. Messed up your whole Cancun portion of the trip. Oh, my God. Rami, you can't say that. I missed Key West, or most of Key West. Vicious hangover. I got off the ship like five hours later when I was supposed to. Simone, you only bring more attention to the things I say that I shouldn't say when you say I shouldn't say that. Hey. <laughs> As supposed to just, Sorry, I'm, I'm still I'm, learning. I'm still supposed learning. to just sneak those in there, and hopefully I don't get in trouble. As you long know? as you keep your doors closed on the highway, we'll be okay. Uh, the much-heralded, anticipated snack exchange is coming up. All right, full transparency, I don't know what the hell we're doing here. So I was out for two weeks. I came back. And then Willie uh, commented in the YouTube yeah. something about a snack exchange. Yes. And I brought that up on the air yesterday, and everybody collectively was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't here for that. It's a new thing we do. Uh, so this is this is a thing called the Snack Exchange, a, and, a, a segment called the Snack Exchange. Yes, where we just exchange and share our thoughts on uh, on various snacks. Is there music that goes with this, sound effects, what, or, or are we sound just... sound effect. Yeah, there is. You know what okay. it sounds like when the stock yeah. exchange opens. Okay. What so it sounds like it, when the explain snack to me opens. and the people the idea of this. It's, it's as it's very self-explanatory. We exchange and try snacks and review them and give recommendations. It's pretty simple. Okay, because there's not much exchanging happening. I, this, no, it, this time it hasn't, it hasn't is, started. Before we even start that, um, is this are, is the snack here? Is this? Oh, they're both. I don't see anybody. I think Simone is getting. Well, before the snack we get right to now. it, let me just say we we were talking about. Uh, I just. Pizza really hard on the concept. Uh, yeah. Thoughts and prayers. So, Philip Cole said chicken does not belong on pizza. That only was, barbecue chicken pizza. That, that was a JJ the only thing. one that it belongs on. And again, even that kind of that bends my rules of. How pizza. about buffalo chicken pizza? Nah, no, no, nah, that shouldn't be a thing. That's an abomination. All right then. Yeah, um, I like chicken on pizza, so take that. Only barbecue. Chicken I would say pizza. it's best on barbecue. I would yes, say. Um, another food take from uh, your friend Willie Bowen here. Pineapple doesn't belong on pizza, and I Thank know you. that you really agree with that. Willie knows food. Uh, I disagree vehemently. I, I think pineapple does belong on pizza. You would. I don't know what that is supposed to imply, but we'll just power through. <laughs> so uh, I do not see – I think Simone just ran out of the uh, studio. I before, believe this might be get, the heating up process. Before we get today's snack, I just want to say last week was the first snack exchange. Okay. And I thought the idea was – I was gonna bring something. Whitey was here. He he he. I told him bring something. Don't you know you're our guest. You don't you don't have to bring anything if you don't want. You're just finding out about this. I thought Jay would bring a little something and Simone would bring a little something. And I was like, first of all, we only have so much time. Second of all, how much are we gonna eat? I yeah. figured we'd each bring like a little sample of everything, right? That makes the most sense, doesn't it? Well, Jay and Simone, and God bless them. I'm glad they did. They went all out. Like they each brought. Like four different snacks, like, and then brought bowls to Whitey and I in the studio. This was like a meal. Yes, I brought ba- little baggies of granola of my favorite peanut butter granola from Trader Joe's. Is all I brought, and then I get home and I'm getting shamed because, and I know what happened. <laughs> I know what happened. Verlot and Simone and Jay were out for drinks on Friday night, and they told them about my my sad, pathetic little bag of granola, and I'm getting. Tweet texts from from Verlad shaming me, ridiculing me 
for bringing just a, a little bag of what he called loose granola. So <laughs> my bad. I miss. I I didn't get the mission. I guess I didn't understand what what we were doing. It was the first one in my in my defense. But my bad, and I'm sorry. Who came up with the idea? Uh, I came up. It's one of those things that just happened naturally. You know, it was collaborative. That's how all great ideas. Yeah, we just we just stumbled onto a snack conversation here on the show, and then. We decided we should uh, exchange snacks. And right. Simone has try some food. of each other's favorites. Here's I what think I'll it say: was, it, it spawned from I was eating something in the studio, yes. right? Then me and Rami had a conversation, and we started talking about a store. Like, man, love this store, love the snacks, and it's I think here. that's how it kind of came about. All right, so the snack has arrived for today. It has. And I, let me just say, I am surprised that Simone uh, agreed to be the one that brought in the food and the forks and the plates Why? because. Toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity? Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't get you. Oh, cool. I'm the woman. I'm bringing the food in. So I'm shocked that she okayed this. So what is uh, what is today's snack? Today's snack. Do you want to tell them, well, Simone? Yeah, it was supposed to be. Uh-oh. Oh, we Doritos, had issues? Uh, papadilla. It was a Papa John's Cool Ranch Doritos Papadilla, to be exact. Does that look like a Cool Ranch That is papadilla? not Cool Ranch. Unless yeah. they just. Well, they gave you ranch. Did they mess up? Yeah. Or did so, we mess up? No. They messed it, up? You can see the label. It says Doritos. There's no Dorito dust There's on no. this whatsoever. Yeah. No, if this, they put it on the inside or outside or what? <laughs> this no, is just the, a regular old papadilla. definitely had it on the outside. What is in a papadilla? have it's, no idea. We don't know. It's uh, That's why I don't partake in that. <laughs> it's a pizza folded in half. It's it's. Simone said it the other day. It's a calzone. That yeah, they it's don't, a calzone. That they don't, that they don't seal on, yes. what, on, on the end. It's just a It's a pizza. It's got the... The dough consistency of yeah, pizza. and the quesadilla is is the is the idea. Hence, it is a uh, pizzadilla, papadilla, papadilla, not a pizza. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh, we got dipping sauces. Um, so stock geez. is the snack exchange open? The yeah, I believe, snack it's I not just a, it's not just any flatbread sandwich. By the way, <laughs> oh, thank you. We got that going. Thank you, Jay. It's a uh, it's a hot, beautifully balanced meal. That's everything you do love about a hot flatbread style sandwich, but taken to the next level with generous portions of all your favorite Papa John's ingredients and flavors. But I don't see any. Write-up. I don't see any pizza sauce on here. I don't know what the sauce is. Does it say what the? St- well, they want you to think real cheese melted to perfection, <laughs> juicy see? meats, and mountains of colorful veggies all nestled snugly there into are fresh lo- baked flatbread. There are a lot of veggies here, so it's healthy. It's good for you. You're Simone, doing you, the want, cheese sauce? you want some yeah. cheese dipping sauce? Dunk me, Simone. Jay, are you getting in on this? I know yeah. Nick. Yeah, is I'm getting in on that. All right. <laughs> I was gonna actually gonna try a piece, but then uh, Simone put all the forks on the table, so that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Clean ones in there. I'll get him. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. I, I don't need. I, I don't need to partake. But this isn't the Cool Ranch Dorito one, right? No. They mm. hate it. Should on be. Us. It should be. I just dropped food all over. Oh, my this mouth. segment's gonna be something I hate. Yeah, I know. Like I'll turn off really my mic. Bad. Vehemently hate if I have to listen <laughs> to you guys chew and talk and all long. that. That that is gonna. That's. I will leave the studio every Friday. I turned off my microphone while I chew. <laughs> it's not gonna work. So what are we doing here? So you just say you like it or you don't like it? Is I'm that not the, a big. That, I gotta say I'm not a big fan. I think yeah. And last it. week and also, it was a little bit more collaborative as far as like we yeah, had so much more variety we that we were able thoughts. to describe it. Um, but yeah. But is, I'm, so are we workshopping this live? Is that what we're doing right now? No. A little bit. Feels, the, feels like it. Yeah, a little, a little no, bit. Well, not necessarily. The, the point of the situation is bring some food in and get busy. <laughs> everything doesn't have to have a template. We don't need a template for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take another bite, but okay. 
I'm not doing about the get you, busy part. I'm not loving this. Yeah, don't get it's the, a, don't do okay. the get busy yeah. part. Nick. The crust, I'm not quite sure what I'm eating. Is there any concern about sponsorships and us ruining possible sponsorships with this idea? Do we have spon- Do no. we have a pizza? No, we I'm do just, not. I'm just wondering. No. That's the old no. program director in me. Is My any, thing is this. If that's concern? the case, bring it on. Let's go. Somebody sponsor it. Yeah. Hmm. No, I'm not loving this. Yeah, see, I'm out. <laughs> So disgusted. He's so it. disgusted. The hearing of you chewing and then talking with food in your mouth, I can't do it. I can't. The snack you, exchanges. You brought this on. I'm not even a Papa John's girl. No, I am not. Me neither. Yeah, not really. So who brought this on? You we did. saw the commercial. We saw the commercial. <laughs> but the idea was the 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 Papa John's the the cool the the ranch. Yeah, we saw yeah, the commercial during they, the show. We were trying to give them some some some, some love. Yeah. you know what I mean. Not not for not in exchange for anything. I was, was really curious. I saw it and I was like, that could be a good thing if it was executed correctly. Yeah. I haven't even and they tried. Didn't even give us the right thing. I haven't even tried the one from Taco Bell, the Doritos Locos Tacos. So I really oh. thought this was going to be my first dabble with the Doritos. You mashup. guys had Doritos in the studio. I thought you were going to crumble some Doritos on. No, them. they no. were supposed to put the the cool ranch dust on the papadilla. I understand, but I'm saying there were <laughs> Doritos the in the. Is it Cool Ranch or is it? Regular Doritos. No, it's cool, no, ranch. cool Ranch. Cool Ranch. So it's a Cool Ranch papadilla. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it was supposed to be. And they gave you a papadilla with ranch us, on the side. They just. I think this is just a regular papadilla. Yeah, but they gave you ranch on the side. Yeah, that's just ranch dressing, though. Was that's that the mix-up, or do they put ranch with every that's papadilla? That's not Doritos Cool Ranch. No, that's just ranch dressing. Yeah, it just says ranch. Hmm. You're a ranch guy? Yeah. Well, it's a ranch. Yeah, it's ranch dressing. Are you, Do you like ranch? Love ranch. I mean, I'm going to eat this, but they kind of dropped the ball. <laughs> So there you go. I'll switch that's, it to you, Jay. You need to try re- it. That's my review. Uh, I'm Great. They dropped the ball. <laughs> I'm not for it. me. It's fine, but you wouldn't do it a second time. No, nah, probably not. Yeah, there you it's go. Worth, maybe worth trying the first time, though. That's, there's what's, my review. What's not great about it? There's always time. The to crust try. is a little too soggy. It's more. It's more like a pita than it is a pizza crust. Okay. And I'm a fan of pita, but that's just not. It looks a little thin from the here. Pita is the bread of my people, but that that's just not what I was in this game for. You know what I mean? It looks a little thin, the breading here. It is a little here. thin and a little floppy. I think they maybe make it extra floppy so they can fold it. I'd rather just have a piece of pizza, quite frankly. And I don't think this is Cool Ranch. It says Cool Ranch on the label. I'm pretty sure this is, this is not Cool Ranch. This tastes nothing like Cool Ranch. I'm going to go ahead and eat it, though. So the local Papa John's really screwed you guys here, it sounds like. They didn't get you the right order. Unless it is Cool Ranch. And there you are again it's with just the mic bad. on and talking yep. and eating. Could just be bad. Can you not be human and finish and then talk? You, you can't help yourself. You have to. You good? No, you're not good. So you just finish and then, you know, mic on. and then <laughs> I don't want to make them choke. Maybe they just didn't execute. There we go. There we go. <laughs> There, yeah, that was clear. <laughs> Maybe it's the correct order, and just the execution of this thing is not great. That's or, what I'm wondering. Or what we thought it it would be. In the commercial, it looks like Cool Ranch dust yes. on the crust, right? There's you know, no that, Cool Ranch dust you know, on this crust. some pump faking in the game. You know how it goes. Yeah. That Look at a commercial when they set up some stuff. You think that might be Cool Ranch? Maybe. It says Cool Ranch on the label. But there's no overwhelming there's, there's, taste of no, Cool there's, Ranch. No, there's nothing about this that screams Cool okay. Ranch Doritos to me. That would be a problem. At all. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. It's fine. When's though. the last time you had a Dorito, Nick? Uh, oh, I have Doritos. Oh, okay. On taco salad. Oh, mm. Cool Ranch. 
Uh, no, I usually nacho go right, cheese. Right, nacho the cheese. orange nacho cheese. Yeah, okay. That's the crunch on the uh, taco salad instead of a instead of a crouton. Yeah, you know, with crushed up Doritos. I like it. Yeah, you take uh, grounded turkey meat, taco seasoning. Throw that on there. Mm. You crush up some Doritos on top of that, and you put some Catalina. Honestly, that's it. ah, you lost me. That's that's more flavor than I Sorry. thought you you brought Sorry, to JJ. lunch. I'm not gonna lie. Well, I don't have it for lunch. Oh, okay. It's for dinner. dinner. Okay. I have that. <laughs> I'm weird. I have that when I have my sandwiches for lunch. Okay. So I don't double up on like the bread. Sure. On a day. I try to only have bread once in a day. I don't know what this. If was. I even have this is it my once in a day. universal symbol for bread. That's bread. This yeah, is bread. It looks like it's it like should be something needed. else. You're but, needing it or something. This is, <laughs> looks like it should certainly be something else. But this for today is bread. 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 That's how I communicate. See, Simone. That's how us cavemen communicate. Thanks for bringing in the uh, flatbreads, darling. <laughs> wow. wow. I don't think she heard it. <laughs> she heard it. She didn't say it was me. <laughs> uh, it was Jess. That was all in Jess. All right. Uh, res- it was okay. It was all right. A resounding statement in game one. Top story next. Cattles and Ronnie. Sacktown Sports.